Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blockhash Podcast, episode 380 today, talking with the CEO of Lofty, Jerry Chu, and how they are creating fractionalized investing into real estate assets, something that's very new, but opens up a more inclusive way for people to get into the market that maybe wouldn't have the opportunity before. And then some of the other things they're working on in terms of liquidity pools um, and other opportunities within Lofty. So, uh, Jerry here on the show today, super happy to have you, man. How you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. Thanks for having me here. Pleasure's all mine. Um, before we jump into talking about Lofty, we'd love to know a bit more about yourself. I'm sure people will be curious to what your background is like, you know, what's your personal story, um, and what kind of led you into doing what you're doing now with Lofty. Yeah, um, that's a great question. So personally, my background, went to school for math and economics for undergrad, um, always wanted to sort of work in the quantitative field. And I was personally interested in finance as well. So I thought maybe one day I go, um, you know, be a quant essentially on Wall Street. Uh, so I also got my master's degree in financial engineering. Um, and I had the opportunity to basically do that. And I worked at Barclays for, um, you know, a few months and kind of realized uh, you know, while I love the team and the topics and the, the stuff is interesting, I didn't really see myself in a sort of um, traditional corporate environment for a very long period of time. It just didn't seem like it was for me. Um, and so, yeah, I decided to kind of pivot and, and do my own company, which I always wanted to do as well. Um, so I taught myself how to code and then eventually uh, launched Lofty in its first iteration, which kind of has nothing to do with what we're doing today. Um, but it, it's how we got started. And we eventually pivoted into our current business model because, um, you know, myself and my co-founder started kind of learning more about real estate, which was what our software was initially for. And we kept trying to sell it to real estate investors. And <laughs> one of the things is like, well, if you aren't a real estate investor yourself, like, how do you know what they actually want? Uh, and so it probably makes sense to kind of familiarize ourselves and actually um, get into this. So my co-founders and I try to invest in real estate ourselves. 
and quickly realize like, wow, what a freaking nightmare it is. Like just mm -hmm. the, the sheer process, the paperwork, the back and forth. It's like, you know, and this wasn't such a long time ago. This was back in, you know, 2020, 2021. Um, and, you know, Coinbase existed, crypto was around, Robinhood was around. It just seemed like every other aspects of investing and buying assets have improved over time um, for everyone involved. And real estate was just not included in that for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so as we went through the process, um, we quickly realized it was just such a pain to the point where we basically like towards the end, just kind of like gave up and like, you know what, this is so stupid. Like, why would I do this? Like, I'll just put, you know, more money into the stock market or something else. And then that was kind of our aha moment because one of the main issues with our previous software was the churn was very high. Um, and so we never quite understood why, right? Like no matter what we fixed, no matter how we improved the software, it just didn't seem to really go away. And then we had our aha moment that it's like, now we know why, because <laughs> the process sucks. Mm -hmm. Like imagine we bought our own software and we're trying to invest in real estate. And by the end, we just basically gave up like, screw it, we're not going to do it anymore. Then obviously you wouldn't need the software um, and you probably would cancel it. And so we quickly then realized like, you know what? It seems like the actual problem is just with actually like the investment process itself. Like how do we streamline this? How do we make it easier so that you don't get frustrated and it's something that is easy to learn and anyone can access. And that ultimately led us to, to where we are today. Yeah. What's wild about real estate is the threshold to be able to participate is so high these days and it's continuously going up yet the median income for an average person in America isn't going up. So it, it's like everyone's constantly getting priced out of that opportunity. Um, and then there's tons of complexities and paperwork and, mm -hmm. you know, taxes and, and things that go into it that make it so much less appealing than just buying a stock, which is very easy to do. Just set up a brokerage account and boom, there you go. Um, so it, I think real estate's way overdue for an opportunity like this, being able to invest at least in a fractionalized way, being able to get some kind of exposure, um, at least opening up the opportunity more. Absolutely. You know, that is that is the, one of the main benefits to our platform and overall why this industry needs to evolve. Uh, evolve. It's really two primary, well, three primary reasons, right? That's the, that we identified as a big issue um, with real estate investing in general. Um, the first is just that it's really inaccessible and expensive, right? Um, and it's not even about whether someone has money or not. Like I happen to know a lot of people who are very well off, but even for them, right. It's like, you know, if your net worth is like a few million dollars, can you put a million dollars in cash into this house? It's still like difficult even for them. Right. So it's just so expensive. Um, then the second issue is that the process itself just sucks. Like even people who do have the money. Right. Talk to anyone who actually owns real estate, who have invested, who have bought homes, who have sold homes. Um, and just like, yeah, did you like your house? A lot of times like, yeah, I loved my house. I'm like, did you like the process of buying and selling that house? Like 99% of the time people go, oh, no, it was such a pain. Like, I wish I didn't have to do that every single time. Right. Um, so so that is a huge issue. It creates a lot of friction. Uh, and then the third issue is also that it's just scary for a lot of folks because the liquidity because of such an expensive asset and the way it transactions happen in this space um there isn't a ton of liquidity and so a lot of people are just worried it's a psychological thing like if i put money into this even if i know you know i'm i'm being smart i'm thinking long term i want to 
keep it there for 10 years and it's a long-term investment, you know, what if something happens in two or three years, like economy changes, I lose my job, health problems, like what is my recourse? Do I have to sell at a loss? You know, and, and it's just like, it scares people. So again, a lot of folks that have the time and money to do this still don't. Uh, just because it's for that reason, it's not very appealing. And so really, it's that combination of those three main issues that really make real estate, despite being one of the best asset classes for wealth maintenance and creation, um, just overall not appealing to a lot of people and just unaccessible to a lot of people. So um, our hope at Lofty is that by essentially uh, turning real estate more liquid and also making it so that anyone who has an interest can essentially access it. Like the lowest denomination on our platform is, you know, $50. Um, so really it's, it's sort of a statement of like, Hey, if you want to do this now, you can't, there's nothing like stopping you anymore from the, um, capital requirement perspective. But, you know, just because the lowest denomination is $50, it doesn't mean, um, you can't invest more. Like we have users that have multi-million dollar portfolios on Lofty, right? They don't just buy one token. They don't just invest in one share. They buy, you know, a ton of the ownership. And so really it's just makes it so that it's for everyone, for rich people, for people who don't have the money. Um, and that's how it should be. So how do you guys make this possible? Do you go out and acquire the real estate as a company or do you work with other owners that are looking for people to invest into the real estate or how, how do you like make this a system where, you know, you can bring in the real estate opportunities and then people can so easily just, you know, put $50 into one of these properties and, and have an investment. Like what goes into that? Yeah. Um, so that's a good question. Um, so we're quite different than a lot of our competitors in this space. So we are a pure marketplace, meaning we hold no inventory. We don't own any of the assets you see on our platform. And today we've tokenized maybe I think over 142 properties at this point, um, ranging anywhere from, you know, single family houses to a commercial strip mall to, um, Airbnb properties to, uh, you know, small multifamily units, things like that. The platform itself is very flexible, but really what we do is we just provide a marketplace for real estate. So people who, anyone who wants to sell a house, sell their property can do so on Lofty. Um, and then they can sell it to people who are interested in buying, um, ownership in those properties. Right. So, um, you know, think about like eBay, for example, we're basically eBay, but for houses, right? It's, it's as simple as that. Um, and the mechanism by which we, we allow people to sort of eat up real estate in smaller chunks is by, um, a unique pro process where, um, you know, if people are familiar with the term DAO, like a decentralized autonomous organization, there's actually now uh, legal entities that can sort of reflect that management style. And so we basically help um, the sellers create these Dow LLCs, um, in the state of Wyoming, and they're basically identical to LLCs, right? Which is a very common, um, structure used in real estate. Um, basically it gives you liability protection. It allows this entity to legally own assets in the United States, right? So a lot of benefits there. Um, and you know, the owner basically just transfers the deed of their property into this Dow LLC. And then we mint the tokens for them and then give them 100% of that ownership, right? Then they can just onboard this property to Lofty and then sell a portion of that ownership. And you can sell anywhere from, you know, minimum 10%, but all the way up to 100% if you wish. Um, and then 
other people come and it's a two-sided marketplace. They say, well, I like this property. I don't like that property. I like this state or this city or this region. People have their own opinions on what is a good investment to them and their risk tolerance. And all the documents are publicly disclosed. So you can read inspection reports, appraisal reports to see if the seller's pricing it in a fair way. Um, you can do your own research, obviously, on neighborhood uh, ratings and things like that. Um, so essentially, it's the exact same process as if you were to go out and buying a house or investing in a house by yourself. Like you would do the exact same set of things, but you have to do more work because you have to order the inspections. You have to, you know, order the appraisals, right? And again, you know, if you were to want to invest, co-invest with other people, having multiple owners in the same entity, you have to set up your own LLC. You have to then find these other people, right? Like, do you have the network? Um, so there's all these barriers and friction. So we basically just do that, but in a digital way and handle a lot of the annoying sort of paperwork process for you. But the rough structure is identical. Like, and that's our main goal is to mimic the real estate market as identical as possible and just keep the part that people really like and enjoy about that and then remove all the parts that they don't enjoy, right? Um, and so that's what's unique about Lofty. We don't manage any of these assets for you. So the owners actually vote with their ownership through this DAO on how to manage the property. So owners have voted to sell the underlying house and, and spin down the DAO and redeem the proceeds. Owners have you know voted how to deal with delinquent tenants. They voted on you know, converting a long-term rental to a short-term rental because they think that will, you know, increase their financial outcomes. They've done the reverse, right? Like, so uh, I think since we launched, there's been over 600 or something governance votes at this point, and it's extremely robust. And people have basically found a way to make decision together on every single thing you could imagine under the sun that's related to how to manage their their property. Um, so that's really how, how Lofty works and how we're different. So if you're an investor and you buy a substantial amount into an, a real estate investment, do you, so you, do you get uh, voting rights in terms of how you maybe want to manage that property or have input yeah, or, okay. Yeah, one token equals one vote and it's universal okay. to everyone. So you're sort of all, and that's what's unique about us and why, um, you know, our platform is not just limited to accredited investors, right? Um, is because everyone has essentially equal say. Normally, you have structures um, that people tend to use in real estate. There's one active manager, right? The general partner or the GP. And everyone else is kind of passively investing money with that GP, right? You give your money to someone else um, and you're known as a limited partner. So you have skin in the game, you have money there, but you don't actually get to make any decisions. And it's up to this GP to decide which property to buy with the money, when to sell it, how much to sell it for, what kind of value to add on the property, if any. And they basically control everything. And so those type of structures and, and products essentially end up being securities. And that's why, you know, you have to be an accredited investor, but that kind of, to us at least defeats the entire purpose, right? The entire goal of fractional real estate is to make real estate investing accessible to everyone. And if you have to limit it to accredited investors, then that defeats the entire purpose <laughs> and, the, and the vision essentially. Um, and so we realized that if you have a group of people, you know, like they could be friends, family, colleagues, but they, 
acquire real estate collectively together and manage it collectively together as sort of equals, right? Some people might own more, so they have us more voting rights essentially, but essentially you're all, all equals. There isn't like one person that's managing it and everyone else being silent. Um, that structure uh, doesn't require, it's not a securities. And so it doesn't require, um, you know, accreditation. It doesn't require all these other complicated um, structures and registrations. Um, and to be honest, it's actually more transparent for the users as well. Um, so again, because you manage everything, you have full insight into all the data and the details. Um, you're in control. You have the right to request any, inform any information you want. And so, um, you know, again, it's like why buying your own house doesn't require you to be an accredited investor because you have full control of that. You have all the details, all the information. There doesn't need to be any mandated disclosure laws or anything like that, right? Um, so that's really what's different and unique about this. Um, and, and, and that's essentially our goal, right? To make it so that if you go on the open real estate market, you can buy a house as long as you have the money whenever you want to. And then as crazy as it sounds, within a week or two, um, you could put it up for sale and no one comes and tells you and says like, hey, you know, you're not allowed to sell for five years, which in these fund structures tends to be the case. Um, so we wanted to mimic that, like that's how the real estate market is and that's how the platform should be. Um, we are very different in the sense that you are, you know, why you don't have to do any physical work, like you're not getting the phone call at two or 3am, uh, because a pipe is leaking. Um, the, re the reason is because the group collectively hires a property manager that handles the sort of day to day management, collecting the rent, you know, picking up the phone calls, making repairs, things like that. But all the management decisions are voted on by the, the owners um, of the property of the, the tokens. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not physical work, but you are required to vote on things. And so you are like managing your own portfolio of real estate, essentially. So it's not actually passive investing. And for folks that want passive investing or just simple exposure, there's already instruments out there that that fit them like REITs exist for a reason right like if you don't want any say just like i want some exposure to real estate um you're probably better off just putting in some money uh into into this uh, REIT you know on the stock market it's probably more liquid as well versus putting your money into some private fund which a lot of these platforms are essentially operating um so lofty is the only place where you know you can buy real estate very easily but at the same time, you can also sell real estate very easily. Um, and again, that's just unique to us because we're trying to mimic what you are able to do out on the open market. So is there any lockup period when someone invests? Like, can they put $50 in and say tomorrow, never mind, they want to pull $50 out? Or do they have to allocate it for a certain amount of time? Yeah, there's no lockup period. And again, okay. that's one of the you know huge advantages to our platform. Um, I'll do you one even better. You can you know, buy it for $50 and in five seconds decide you don't want that and then sell it immediately. Now you'll lose some money to, you know, transaction fees. And that's how we make uh, money as a business. Essentially, we are the platform. So anytime any transactions occur between people peer to peer, right, uh, we take a cut of that transaction. And so that's how we make money. And so you'll lose a bit of money to those those fees. But if that's what you want to do, you're 100% uh, free to do so. And then from the flip side, like as someone that maybe owns real estate, how easy is it for them to list it on Lofty as an investment opportunity? Do they have to go through a certain process or yeah. file a certain kind of paperwork to do that? Um, or or what what kind of things do you need them to do in order to and to put it on Lofty? 
Yeah. So again, we don't decide, like we're not managing a fund. So we don't decide what is considered a good investment. So we never filter what's allowed on Lofty based on that. We don't filter based on what we think is a good investment or not, the quality of the investment or anything like that. But we do try to filter for uh, fraud, essentially, right? Like we maintain the marketplace. So we don't want bad actors on our platform. We don't want people lying about details of the properties or, or you know things like that. So we check a background check all the sellers. We run credit checks for a lot of them, depending on you know, what they're selling in the structure. Um, there are folks that essentially do HELOCs like on Lofty, like it's their primary residence and they're just pulling some money out and they're essentially paying rent each month now to the, mm -hmm. to the owners. And they're going to buy back um, their ownership at a future date at a fixed price. Right. So for, for folks like that, you also do credit checks and things like that. Um, and then the typical, we order all the inspection and appraisal reports just to make sure that there's no conflicts of interest. So we order the company, but the seller actually pays for them, right? Um, so essentially, imagine a traditional real estate transaction. Um, all the documents and all the sort of things you would expect um, to exist in that type of transaction, um, we make sure exist, right? We make sure that data and the documents are standardized. And then it's up to the buyers, the investors to decide by reading these documents, like, okay, well, is this a good investment for me? Does this make sense? Um, if, you know, maybe the roof needs to be replaced in three years, do I want to take that risk myself? Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's basically the only thing we do there to make sure that, um, you know, you don't have bad actors. Are there any property qualifications? So like if someone found a plot of land, they bought it immediately had it zoned residential and then dropped a shipping container on it, put in a couple windows and a, and a door, you know, does that qualify as investment at, at the bare minimum? Um, and then at the higher end side too, can you list a multi-million dollar mansion if you wanted to in, in uh, Beverly Hills? Um, you know, cause I'm not sure if you guys are focusing like a specific subset of real estate or if it's just very generally broad and you're, it's open to anyone and all kinds of different opportunities. Yeah. Um, so that's a good question. We don't have any particular structures, like anything can pretty much go. So in that first example, um, well, so the one thing I will say is a lot of people think retail investors are stupid, but we don't think that's actually the case. They're, I think they're smarter than people give them credit for. And so if you want to, in that scenario, drop a shipping container and, and start, you know, selling ownership in that and say, Hey, this is a great investment. People will be like, well, what's the yield? How much income are you generating from renting this out? Are you renting it out? Right? How much did you buy the land for? Like, what is the appraised value? They look at these things and then they decide like, and eh, this, <laughs> this seems like a very crappy investment. Or sometimes they're like, wow, this is actually a great investment because your cost is low and you're generating proportionally speaking, a very high rate of return uh, in terms of the income it can generate versus, you know, a nice mansion in Beverly Hills might look cool. And it's kind of gives you clarity, like, Hey, I'm a part owner in this really nice mansion. But a lot of times those properties actually generate like 3% or 4% yield. And for a lot of people, that's actually not a very good investment because they say, well, I can alternatively put some money into treasuries, like high yield savings account is <laughs> giving me like the same yield right now. Right. Um, and so it just depends. Uh, you can pretty much list whatever you want, um, but we can't promise or guarantee whether people would actually be interested in buying or owning that property, right? And so it really varies from property to property. Some just do incredibly well. People are obsessed with it. Some, you know, don't have the best uh, warm reception, don't sell that much after 
a few months. How creative can you get in terms of the way that you list a property? So for example, um, six years ago, I remember, um, opportunity zones became like a huge thing in the U S it was like six years ago, five years ago, something like that. Um, and we had a bunch of tax that we had to pay that we wanted to find a way to defer through real estate or through something similar and opportunity zones came out, uh, with brand new laws and subsets of those Mm -hmm. and different ordinances for the first time. And so we started a, a business and, uh, declared it an opportunity zone fund and bought a couple houses and real estate opportunities. And then we were able to put our money into it and then lock it up for 10 years. And then we could pull it out after 10 okay. years, completely tax-free, kind of a cool way to invest into low-income opportunities, create housing development, business mm-hmm. developments, and at the same time, Absolutely. not have to pay tax if you don't want to legally. Um, could you do something similar to that? Like with Lofty, could you set up like a a fund opportunity with certain real estate where people could go onto Lofty and say, oh, well, I have to pay taxes. Maybe I want to invest that money and lock it up for 10 years and uh, maybe take advantage of new laws that come out or new ways to defer any taxable gains that I might have. Absolutely. You can pretty much, like I said, do do whatever you want as long as it's legal. <laughs> and that's, right. uh, that's the only thing. But you know, you can come as an individual and say, I don't have any partners that I know people. And so this is a good way for me to invest with anonymous people on the internet, right? And our interests are aligned because we're all trying to make money and make this investment work um, and managing it together. Um, But you could also come with a group of people on your own capital and just say, hey, we have this property um, we're interested in acquiring, but we like this LLC structure is formalized, how voting works, you know, um, our platform like handles all the tax documents for you because we have all the data on your income transactions, things like that. Um, so there's a lot of advantages to just having this formalized platform. And so you could do that as well and just, um, you know, basically bring your own properties onto the platform um, and not even sell anything and just keep it with your same group of people, uh, but benefit from a lot of the uh, advantages that our platform offers. And you guys built this on Algorand, correct? That's correct. Why Algorand? Yeah, so it really just comes down to sort of philosophy, I guess. We view blockchain as just a tool or technology. It's not, we don't really believe in any of the thesis or or things like that. Oh, this chain has to be the dominant one. Or like even people now say, I see a multi-chain future. We just don't think that really matters, right? Um, We view blockchain just as a pure technology, like a a specialized kind of database that fits certain purposes and and not others, right? And so if you think about successful companies, you know, successful businesses, um, no one ever really asks them, like, what database are you using? Nor do they ever, like, that's not part of their advertisement. They're not like, use, you know, Uber because we're built on this service. Like, nobody ever, right? Like, if you think about businesses, that's not really a thing. And so... um, that's, that's how we treat this as well. And so we chose Algorand just because it worked for what we needed to do, which is um, essentially a public ledger that people would have confidence that we couldn't manipulate. So it's not our own private database that we could change whenever we wanted or a rogue employee could go in and alter entries. Um, so there's a public database that is uh, you know, uh, fixed in terms of prior transactions, right? Cannot be reverted. Then we needed, because most of the users in real estate are not actually crypto folks. Like we have people that are like retirees and like in their 60s and like they don't even know how to use a, 
two-factor authentication app, and like our support team has to walk them through it, right? So, so these are not by any means crypto-native people, and they're used to if they interact with technology, anything digital, um, a pretty seamless and quick experience, right? Like you click a button, you know, it just works. Like you buy something, it just like you immediately buy. You're like, oh wow, I bought that, right? The transaction completed. So imagine going to these people and and saying like, hey. Click this button. Wait like forty minutes while it settles. Like, you know, that's that's not exactly mm -hmm. a good user experience, and that happens on certain chains with certain transactions at peak times and, and stuff like that. Um, and so we needed something with really fast transaction that settle very quickly as well. Um, so Algorand fit that as well. Um, and then with real estate, you know, it's a physical asset, and so um, the way it works is that the DAO, the entity, owns the deed to the property. And you as an owner, you own tokens in this DAO, right? And then so you own portions of this DAO. And so proportionally, if you own 10% of the DAO and it only owns one house, then you by proxy own 10% of the asset, which is the house and, and so on and so forth. Um, and so, you know, the, the record is really important here. So Algorand can't really soft fork, which would really suck. Like imagine, you know, you own this thing that's kind of like your digital title almost or digital deed. And then like randomly you go to bed and wake up and now there's like two versions and they're like well <laughs> which one like is the actual deed like you know how much do i actually go so so algorand doesn't do that so that was a fit as well uh so when you combine all those low transaction fees and things like that it just fit what we needed it to do which is um create something that builds a lot of trust um for web 2 users and give them an experience that they're already used to but then take advantage of what you can build on top of Web3, like smart contracts, so that there's peer-to-peer -peer trading and no middlemen involved, right? Um, so that that allows our marketplace to exist. Um, you know, the ability to add in liquidity pools and automated market makers so that you can actually make real estate truly liquid. Like you can, you know, nowhere else can you do this, but on Lofty, you can buy and sell into a physical property with an actual address you can look up that you know, like legally you will own by law. Um, with the same speed and user experience as buying a share of Apple stock online or on Robinhood or on your brokerage account. And so that can only exist because this is built on the blockchain. Um, but at the same time, we wanted to give users that sort of Web2 familiarity and experience. And so, yeah, Algorand was just a, a chain that kind of um, worked for that. Um, and that's how we approach blockchain in general. In the future, if a better alternative came along, we probably build on that one, right? It just depends on what our users need and what we think would be the best fit for that. You also mentioned uh, liquidity pools and AMMs on Lofty. Do you want to talk about that a little bit too? Absolutely. So yeah, so this is also then again, unique to Lofty and actually unique to real estate. And it's again, enabled because of blockchain, right? So when people sometimes I get frustrated, I'm like, well, it's been you know 15 years, where's the utility? I'm like, hello, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, traditionally, you're able to buy and sell a share of stock very quickly in a very liquid fashion, mainly because market makers exist for these um, traditional markets. So they're like large companies, I think Citadel, and they're like constantly buying and selling shares in the same stocks all day long. Um, and by them doing that, they inject a lot, a lot of liquidity. So when you're trading at market prices, you're just like, oh, my, my transaction went through instantly. Um, you're not actually trading with another person in front of their computer. You're uh, doing it with the market maker. And so... We essentially brought that 
concept over to our marketplace so that there's now instead of a company, it's a bot essentially or, or an algorithm. So hence automated market makers. And this has existed in DEXs and DeFi's as well. Um, and now it's basically doing the same thing, buying and selling these tokens like nonstop. And by it doing that, the um, supply and demand of these trades, it's able to generate a spot liquid price. So you just come and you look at this property and it says, hey, it's being you know, sold at this price or like this is the price that's quoted to you. You can then, if you're okay with that price, buy or sell instantly at that price, right? But the algorithm doesn't have money. It's not like a, a company or a person. So where is it getting the liquidity to trade with you? Well, it's basically pulling that from a, a corresponding liquidity pool, right? So that's basically sort of like a, a vault on the blockchain where you can deposit two types of assets. The ownership or the, the property tokens and then USDC um, or essentially sort of like digital dollars, right? Um, and it's basically taking the, the money, the dollars to buy tokens and then it's taking the property tokens and selling them to people if they want to buy those. Um, and for people that use this market order, you basically get instant liquidity, which has never existed before. And for real estate people, that is phenomenal. Like it blows their mind, right? Um, and the funny thing is, they're so used to high fees in real estate transactions that when you tell them, well, in order to use this market order, you have to pay an extra 2.5%. They're like, great. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is nothing, right? I get to sell or buy instantly and it's only 2.5% versus traditionally a realtor taking 6% off of me. Um, so they love, they're perfectly fine paying that. And that extra fee, it doesn't come to lofty. It gets sent back into the pool as rewards for people sort of lending out their assets into the liquidity pool, right? Um, so at a high level, you can now stake against a real world asset. You can lend assets out into this pool and benefit um, from yield generated by, again, a real business activity from actual trading, you know? And the more trading that occurs, the more fees you earn. And there's a lot of really unique sort of equilibrium um, incentives built within these these pools that ensure uh, liquidity goes where it's needed. Um, and so one mechanism is that, you know, if if people deposit USDC and there's a lot of sell orders, right, that comes through, it drains uh, that part of the pool, um, you know, prices will also drastically decrease. And so a lot of people might say, oh, well, this is a great deal. Like I could buy this house for 50% off. And there's, you know, assuming there's no serious issues, like, yeah, I think it's oversold. So people will buy and push the price back up, putting liquidity back into the pool. But also it will increase the yield because there's a lot of trading, right? And that goes to the USDC side of the pool. So it increases yield. And then a lot of people go, wow, this pool is earning like, 20% like, you know, annually right now, um, I, I would like to get in on that. Or sometimes in an extreme scenario, we've seen as high as, you know, 200, 300%. Now it doesn't last for the whole year, maybe last for a week or two. But if you get in that week or two, um, you get disproportional rate of return uh, from essentially staking that you wouldn't really get elsewhere, mainly because um, real estate people are used to paying higher fees than sort of crypto people, right? Like on most DEXs, you see maybe 10 to 25%, uh, 10 to 25 basis points in terms of trading fees. 2.5% is 250 basis points. So you're like a factor of 10 higher on average per trade. And so that's really what's unique about these pools. And the one last detail is that for most liquidity pools, um, 
psychologically, the reason they're not really friendly to, to mainstream users is psychologically, um, you don't want to be the last person in the pool. If something were to happen, like, you know, and everyone panics and tries to pull their money out, you don't want to be the last person stuck there, right? And so that just makes us that people are kind of scared to interact with it. Like if you have a job or you have things to do, like it's, it's like, you know, you can't monitor this 24 seven. And there's always in the back of your mind, like, Oh, like what happens if there's a, um, you know, a capital flight and everyone's trying to pull out. So for our pools, um, they're actually a penalty mechanism. It doesn't kick in a hundred percent of the time. So if the pool is relatively balanced, uh, it's as if it's not there, right? But when a pool is imbalanced, so one side having a shortage of assets versus other side, and you try to withdraw assets that would put the pool more out of balance, it would actually penalize, like you can still do it, but it would mm -hmm. sort of hit you with a penalty fee that you have to pay to do so. And that penalty fee is variable. So the more out of balance you make the pool, the higher the fee, right? But that fee is again, not paid to us as a, as a company. It's paid out to everyone else on that side of the pool that isn't withdrawing. And so now there's this funny scenario where it's kind of actually advantageous to be the last person in the pool, because if you were, all the penalty fees you collect from everyone else leaving would in many cases equal the principal you put in plus some. So you actually make money being the last person in the pool. So now the incentives are completely changed where a lot of people just don't care. They're like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay here. I don't, I don't care about leaving. I'm not worried about leaving. And that actually calms the, the market down. And so you don't see a lot of like mass, deposits and mass withdrawals within these pools. And that creates lower volatility, which is good for real estate assets. Because at the end of the day, even though you can do it now, you probably shouldn't day trade real estate assets. It just doesn't make sense for that. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that um, you know our market and, and the pools and the AMMs worked in such a way that um, you know, provided the benefit to sort of Web3 folks who, who want to come staking, but also provided benefits to real estate investors who are using the, the market trades um, to make sure that, you know, they don't see crazy volatility, right? So really, we kind of merged, um, you know, sort of DeFi concepts to a real world asset. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time it's happened. And so far, it's worked out incredibly. And, and you know, both sides of the, the aisle kind of love it. Um, previously on Lofty, you had to KYC. So now with these pools, you can actually come with your own wallet and not even create an account and not KYC and just stake USDC if that's what you want to do. If you want to own real estate, you still have to KYC, unfortunately, because it's just not legal to own real estate in the US without, um, you know, like anonymously, you just can't really do that. Um, but now you can stake USDC against real world asset, earning yield from that um, in, a, in a more like, earning higher consistent yield from that in a less volatile environment. And I think a lot of people from the Web3 sort of um, background and space would find that really interesting and valuable. Yeah, this is a very fascinating opportunity for people. Have you guys put out like any kind of educational content or courses to kind of like help explain how it works for people, whether it's the real estate portion of it or the AMM portion with liquidity pools? Yeah. Um, Sadly, it's, it's, you know, if you don't like reading, <laughs> I have bad news for you, but yes, that we, we have tutorials, we have detailed explanations. You can also 
uh, join our Discord servers to ask any questions and, you know, happy to help our users and respond anytime. Um, so yeah, but there are plenty of ways to learn how, how this works, how to use this, um, but you do kind of have to uh, read. And so we don't currently have like educational videos or anything like that. Ah, uh, you should make some videos. You explain it really well. Yeah, that that's definitely in the pipeline. And, and thank you. I appreciate that. But that that is a hope we want to make this as easy to understand and accessible for people as possible. What are your guys' plans for the rest of 2024? Like, what do you want to do with Lofty? Do you have any company goals, uh, things you want to do to expand, uh, different ways to offer fractionalized real estate? What, what are you guys cooking up? Yeah, I think, you know, long-term, we had really two main visions. The first one was to make real estate accessible and liquid. And basically with the rollout of the AMMs and the pools, we've actually done that, right? So we're a little bit behind in that we have, I think, over 100, again, 40-something properties on the platform, but we've only rolled out pools in the AMM for 20 or something of them. So we have to do them one by one. Every property has their own pool, right? Um, and so we're working for the rest of the year to quickly roll those out um, as, as quick as we can. Um, but we've essentially accomplished the accessibility and, and the liquidity aspects. So the other vision that we really had was to basically turn this into the real estate super app, um, if you will, right? Um, the goal here is to make it so that even if you're an experienced real estate investor, it doesn't matter. Like investing in real estate, managing and owning real estate and filing taxes for your real estate ownership on Lofty, our goal is to just make that at least 10 times better than if you were to do it on your own, like outside on the open market. And so the question then eventually goes for most people is like, why wouldn't I do this on Lofty? And that's the goal we're trying to achieve. Like this is just objectively a better way to invest and own and manage real estate than if you were to do it um, outside. And so we'll continuously uh, build new features on that front to make it easier and easier for, for people on our platform. Um, and then there's still a little bit of feature like, um, completion that we have to do, right? Um, one of the things is we want a more robust governance system. So we want, we call that governance 2.0. And so we're going to release that hopefully later this year. Um, and really it's going to create a lot more freedom in your voting proposals and, and sort of right now we're kind of in the middle, you propose votes to us and we route it. Like we don't alter anything, but we route it to the other owners, but you still have to email us right now. And so, you know, that's not the best user experience. So once we open this up, it'll be sort of token gated forums. And then you can literally just propose anything yourself directly to the other owners. And we're going to take a step back. So I'm really excited for that. Um, then the other thing is, again, we're sort of mimicking the real estate market. We're not really in many cases doing new stuff. We're just taking a process or a thing that exists and thinking like, how can we make this better, right? And so one of the things about real estate is leverage. You, you can't really, you know, for most people, you can't really go to the stock market and say, I want to buy like a million dollars worth of Tesla stock, but I only want to pay 200,000. I want to borrow the remaining 800,000. The, the rates are going to be ridiculously high. Like most people won't even grant that to you. But real estate is one of those funny assets where it's, you know, I wouldn't say easy, but it's completely the industry norm to leverage up uh, significantly higher than the principal you put down, right? Um, and, and with certain programs like FHA and things like that, you can do even lower, like 5%, 0% in many cases. And so right now, most of the properties on Lofty are cash-based. 
Um, and it will probably continue to be cash-based because that is the safest way for the underlying asset, right? Some have mortgages, but those tend to be like you have higher yield because of that, but they tend to be higher risk as well because the you know uh, lender has first lien on the property. So if you don't pay the mortgage, they can like seize the house, right? Uh, and that that's risky for folks. And so for that reason, we're basically trying to create a sort of decentralized lending product directly within the platform. Um, but we don't want the property itself to be leveraged, right? Because now you have all these owners and some of them have different, you know, risk tolerances and, and investment timelines and profiles. Um, and now they're all sort of equally carrying that, that risk, right? What we notice that's really interesting is, you know, maybe the house, the property can be all cash, but someone can say and say like, I'm buying into this property and I'm really conservative. I don't want to leverage up like, I want to do an all cash transaction and you can't, you just buy tokens all cash. Right. But someone else could come and say, Hey, I want to buy a thousand dollars worth of tokens. Um, but I only want to pay $200. I want to borrow the remaining $800. So they can do that as well. And then once we enable that, it's almost like a synthetic mortgage that is specific to one owner. And so if that owner defaults for whatever reason, right. Um, they're the only ones at risk their you know, their ownership is essentially the collateral, which can then get seized back by the lender and liquidated on the open market, which again, there's now it's easy to calculate the, the risk and how to underwrite these loans because, um, unlike real estate out on the open market on our platform, they have a transparent market price that people are trading at, right? So you know exactly like how much these tokens would be worth ahead of time at any given point in time. And when this person gets liquidated, it doesn't affect any of the other people that are either making payments on their loan or who have bought all cash. And so again, this is one of those unique things where by having this built on the blockchain, you can deliver new features and sort of opportunities um, that is just objectively better than what exists out in the traditional real estate market. Um, and, and that's kind of the goal here. So once we have that, we'll sort of be feature complete where you can essentially do anything you want on Lofty that you would be able to do like outside, like buying your own house. You know, you, you can get a mortgage, you can, you know, invest and you can sell whenever you want to, right? That will all be available on Lofty. Um, and so, yeah, at that point, um, we'll probably focus a lot more on growth. Right now, it's purely organic, word of mouth. We don't really spend any money on uh, marketing or advertising. Um, but at that point, once we're feature complete, um, that's probably what most of our focus is on. But the ultimate goal is eventually we are trying to basically become sort of the NASDAQ for real estate, right? Like uh, our goal and our hope is the majority of real estate transactions right now, mostly investment properties. But eventually I believe this technology is actually beneficial for people who are just buying homes to live in just because it's much cheaper, much faster, more transparent, right? Um, and, and a much more enjoyable process for you. So the goal is eventually the bulk of the real estate transactions in the country just get routed and get processed on Lofty. And that's kind of what we're building towards. Where can people go if they want to uh, learn a bit more? So like, do you guys have social media? Do you have um, yeah. community channels, Discord, Telegram? Where would you direct people? Absolutely. Um, so you can find us on on Twitter, for example. Um, we're pretty active on there um, under Lofty underscore AI, right? So uh, pardon the AI thing. It's a legacy of our original software uh, product. I was going to ask if there was an AI component in the name as well. <laughs> we never really switched, but we're not really using AI for, for any of our products right now. Um, so you can find us on Twitter. 
Um, you can find us on Facebook, you know, uh, Instagram. We're pretty much on all the all the socials. If you search Lofty AI, um, you can also reach out to us. We have Discord communities and Telegram groups. So if you have questions, you want to talk to other people and learn more about this, um, those are great choices. You can also just go to our website. We have the Learn Center. So um, Lofty.ai is our website. You can read the Learn Center. It'll tell you about how taxes work, how ownership works, all this Dell LLC stuff, voting, liquidity pools, like anything that is on our platform, you can learn from this Learn Center if you're you know interested in reading more about it. And then we have a support team on there as well that you can chat with to ask questions. So um, yeah, we're we're here and we're here to stay. And so not hard to find us if if you're interested. Sounds good. We'll put everything in the description for the episode below so people can easily find all that stuff and easily get directed. Um, Jerry, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk about Lofty. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing with real estate. I've seen very few people actually try and tackle it in this kind of way and fractionalize it and do it successfully. Um, so a lot of credit to you and, and your team and whoever is you know also behind it. Um, it seems fantastic. I'm definitely going to try it myself. I'm going to throw some money at it and, and have some fun with it. But um, it's great. It opens up a lot of opportunity for people, um, changes the industry. And um, that's that's the whole point of being in this space, absolutely. changing the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope, you know, regardless of whether you use a product or not, which I hope many of you guys do try it out. Um, if people ever give you the, oh, what is this crypto blockchain stuff? It's all useless and there's no, you know, utility to it. Point, point them at us. I think, you know, we've already proven it a few times, but we've converted a lot of naysayers into believers this way. Exactly. Um, prime, so prime have an example. Example right there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Jerry. Um, we'll have this episode out soon. Again, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a fantastic conversation and let's do it again sometime soon. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me here. And I hope you guys found it interesting.